There's so much wrong with the world, bro. Mm-hmm. There's so much wrong with the world. You got to pay taxes. You got to go to work. You got to sit in traffic. It's hot as hell. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Cost of living is going up and all of this shit. Like, you know, they're shooting people. There's all kinds of... We got COVID. We got monkeypox. We don't know what the fuck is coming next. You know what I'm saying? There's so much hurt built up. And you want me to dumb myself down for who? Right. Right. Like, in my Nigerian accent, are you okay? again everyone welcome to another episode on let's talk about us with uche i am your host uche thank you so much to everyone who's been supporting since day one if you are listening to my podcast for the very first time please make sure to subscribe share with your friends and family if you are watching on youtube for the first time also make sure to subscribe share with your friends and family give a thumbs up or thumbs down and please do not forget to hit that bell notification so anytime i upload a video you'll be the very first to be notified thank you thank you and welcome to the uche family so today I am here with my friend again, John. John was yes. kind enough to shoot the very first, uh, his very first episode with me a couple yes. of weeks ago. We, yes. we talked about uh, African spirituality, mm-hmm. and thank you so much for joining back again, John. Definitely. You are one of my people. <laughs> thank you for having Fist me bump. again. Oh, I'm not gonna leave you hanging. Thank you for having me again. Of course. Thank you. Thank yes. you for being here. You want to give a quick reintroduction for people who don't uh, know you? Yes, my name is Jonathan. I am again from Houston, Texas. Twenty nine years old, and um, I cannot say that I, again, am very humbled for you asking me um, to be here on your podcast and on your YouTube channel on your show. Um, and yeah, I'm ready. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Welcome back. Welcome back. So, John. Yes. You're going to talk about some things today, okay? <laughs> <laughs> we we got to talk about it, Chad. Somebody has to, because you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, it's a lot of mess out here. Too and I'm much. not even trying to be messy or petty right. or, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. we need to talk about the LGBTQ community, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, the reason why I talk about this is because <clears throat> as queer people, a lot of us don't know how to how to be queer we don't Mm -hmm. know how to fit into the world Mm -hmm. a lot of us grew up in households where we were rejected Mm -hmm. shunned Mm -hmm. a lot of times we everyone for the most part you know has heard you go to hell Mm -hmm. um there's some type of damnation demonic possession or something like that you know what i'm saying like (laughs) there's always it's always that narrative that's been spinned right a lot of us don't feel like we can be ourselves 100%, even within black spaces, you know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, you could be black, but you can't be gay, you can't be bisexual, you can't be anything other than that heteronormative, macho man, or else you'd be ostracized. So a lot of us grew up in a closet, hiding from who we are, and Mm -hmm. things like that, right? Um, And as a result, and also a lot of us don't have that advocacy, we don't have Mm-hmm. We don't have how to be. Mm-hmm. There's no role models. There's no a whole lot of positive role models right. that is diverse, as diverse as the heterosexuals have. You know what I'm saying? Correct. A lot of times, a lot of us grow up uh, watching some of the mainstream media, you mm-hmm. know, try to emulate the lifestyles, you know, and a lot of mm-hmm. times it's in showbiz. You know, and there's nothing wrong with showbiz. I know you're right. in fashion, but the reality is that that's right. not everyone. You know what right. I'm saying? Like a gay or lesbian or bisexual young person may not be able to relate to the Billy Porters, you know, of course. or the, I don't know, the guy from I Met Your Mother, How I Met Your um, Mother. 
I know you're talking about. Either Patrick something, something. Yes. You know, that we can't all relate to that. <laughs> right. And I know straight people, they have their versions of Neil mm-hmm. Patrick. I think that's his name. Neil and Patrick you know, Harris. Harris. Right. You know, they have their own version. But then with the straight people, they have diversity. There's exactly. a whole lot of diversity uh, exactly. options of who to choose. Mm-hmm. So as a result, a lot of us, we don't know who we are mm-hmm. because we've never been given the opportunity to love ourselves. There's mm-hmm. there's never been that push right. for you to accept yourself right. fully. It's right. always, you can be this, this, and that, accept this. There's always some mm-hmm. type of exception. Mm-hmm. So a lot of us, we struggle with that. And then we walk into the world struggling to find our identity, struggling mm-hmm. to find our families, our chosen families. And, you know, and as a result, it's, it's just a mess, right. in my opinion, anyway. I see a whole lot of mess. And I've traveled the world, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I've traveled the world and places in Africa, places mm-hmm. in Europe. It's worse in Africa, child. Places in Africa. <laughs> that's a whole other conversation. You know, places in Europe, right. places in Asia, you yeah. know, the Australias, and it's yeah. always the same, the same repetition mm-hmm. of the, they're not knowing who we are. Mm-hmm. There's a sense of collective emptiness and collective pain right. that we all have, right? Mm-hmm. And we perpetuate some of those pains Mm -hmm. sometimes knowingly sometimes unknowingly Mm -hmm. and that's why i want to talk about this to unpack why is that so what do you think i honestly just i guess kind of starting with the the subject of representation okay um i think that that's why we as queer identifying people have been fighting for representation so hard over the past I don't know how many decades it feels like it's been a <clears throat> it's feel like it feels like it's been um uh more sorry what's, what's the word I'm looking for it feels like it's been like a harder fought battle for the past I don't know I'd say maybe 10 years or maybe that's just when it's really come into my awareness as somebody who's just kind of stepping into themselves as an adult um but it does feel like over the past couple of, I'd say maybe ten or maybe ten or fifteen years, um, the fight for representation has kind of grown because a, obviously, we're tired of being seen as you know demonic, or mm. we're tired of being seen as you know um, pedophiles, which is weird. Um, we're just tired of being seen as some type of, you know, weird sideshow that you can, like, we're tired of being seen also as an accessory because Mm. it's okay to be gay if you can be an accessory to someone who is obviously straight, typically a cis-hetero woman. Mm -hmm. Um, In those instances, it's okay when you can be used for entertainment or when Mm. you can be used as... um, um, as you know, somebody to help your 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 girlfriend pick out an outfit, mm. your straight girlfriend, I guess you'd say, pick out an outfit. Um, when you can be, you know, used as a tool, <clears throat> then it's okay for you to be that person. Um, but when it comes to your existence actually being just as being made at just as valid, I'd say, as a straight person's or as someone who identifies as you know cis heterosexual then all of a sudden your existence becomes an issue. Um, and I just feel like the fight for representation has kind of worked to shift that a bit more because obviously we're saying like, okay, A, we're not pedophiles, we're not weirdos, we're not, you know, um, we're not these individuals that y'all are trying to like make seem um, as though we are these like, 
I don't know, these weird blights of life or like existence. Like we're whole human beings. Um, our existences and our way of life, quote unquote, are just as valid as y'all's. But <clears throat> also we've been around, like people have been gay for just as long as people have been straight. People have been bisexual for just as long as people have been straight. Like this isn't really something that's new, but the idea that for some reason we have to be kind of shunned and we have to be, um, I don't know, made to kind of like be put on the back burner or we just have to be silenced in general. Um, Like historically, I'm not really sure like where that began, Mm. but the reason for it beginning also just seems a bit like... I feel like if we could get to the root of where it started and why it started, then maybe we can work from there to kind of work outwardly toward actually, I don't know, maybe resolving whatever that Mm. issue was. But sorry, going back to like the idea of representation, I feel like if you see yourself and you see your existence made valid, even if it's just through something like mainstream television or movies that you watch or books that you read, or like magazine articles that you read, and things like that. Like, that all plays a huge hand. I know specifically me, a lot of what I did not get from my home life and what I didn't get from like my mother and growing up, um, my family in general, <clears throat> I got from the media. I mm. got from the artists that I listened to or the actors that I watched on television and in movies. And, um, a lot of that played a huge role in who I kind of developed into as a person, but also how I saw the world as well. Mm. And all of those depictions basically (coughs) brought me to the same idea, which was that this was something that I needed to suppress Mm -hmm. my entire life um, until it just got to a point where like, I kind of had to say, okay, so you need to make the decision now whether or not you want to live wholeheartedly as who you are, Mm -hmm. or if you want to continue, like, essentially living for the outside world and living for everybody else around Mm. you. Um, And that's not fair to me, because the only person that came into this world was me. And at the end of the day, when all of these other people that I'm trying to impress and all these other people that I'm trying to live for drop dead, it's just Mm -hmm. going to be me. Um, And so, like, the ways that I see that represented Mm. in media and in <coughs> spaces outside <coughs> of my home life mm-hmm. um, played a huge role in me suppressing that and it also played a role in me finally living and existing in that truth wholeheartedly. Mm. Um, so I just feel like if the representation was a lot better mm. and we are starting to get to a point where it is, you know, we do have different television shows, not to just speak on like media, mm-hmm. um, but we do have different television shows and we do have, you know, actual magazines that are geared more toward like queer centric and queer identifying people. Um, you do have a lot of mainstream artists, mainstream executives, like you have people that are in these industries that are saying, hey, mm-hmm. I'm here. This is me. I identify with you and your past or I identify with you and your story. Mm-hmm. Here's mine and here's here's like I'm here to be like the poster child I guess you'd Uh, say for what you can be but unfortunately a lot of those people are also white I was just about to (laughs) I was just about to mention that I feel like yes I've seen the Anderson Coopers Mm -hmm. and uh, something the football dude there's a whole Netflix series uh, about him yeah Um, oh (laughs) chat 
Should I get my teacup? No, 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 uh, no, okay. no. no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. But no, I've seen, yes, yeah, it's true. There's a lot of white LGBTQ mm-hmm. re- representation, mm-hmm. which I'm not quite sure. I could definitely, um, I, I'm not sure, quite sure why, but I could definitely have my own guesses as to why. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it has to do with um, uh, white people's mentality. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of their mentality is live and let live. Yeah. You know, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, they may still judge you yeah. quietly, yeah. but they're not overt with their discrimination. Right. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not white. <laughs> but this is what, right. <laughs> but this is what I would think right. is a situation. You right. know what I'm saying? Because I'm usually seem to get a lot more reception from mm-hmm. white folks. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about black homophobia. Mm-hmm. Why is that though? Because I've noticed this. I've always thought it's so strange mm-hmm. when. A straight man, or you know, a straight man, check. <laughs> These days, you just don't know. Okay, let's just keep it real. Most of them ain't straight. Check. That's a whole nother conversation. <laughs> you're right. You're right. That's a, <laughs> you're that's right. a whole different right. series of episodes. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but you know, I've always found it so strange mm-hmm. when a, a man who considers himself straight mm-hmm. is so bothered by somebody else's sexuality mm-hmm. to the point that you would just be so explicit with it, you mm-hmm. know, like vulgar and, and violent, a lot violent sometimes, you know, yeah. like beat somebody just because mm-hmm. of their sexuality. To me, it doesn't make any sense because it has nothing to do with you. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, for example, not, not to shit on anyone. I'm not lesbian. Mm-hmm. I don't watch lesbian porn. I, mm-hmm. I, I could, I couldn't care less. And this right. is no disrespect to lesbians mm-hmm. whatsoever. You know, if I see two lesbians, okay, cool. They're mm-hmm. doing their thing. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It has nothing to do with me. I'm not part of that party. Correct. Right. Do you understand how stupid it would look for me to go out of my way to try to beat a lesbian or, right. you know. Or tell them that they just haven't had the right dick. You, you know, I'm just saying, like, be overt with it. Like, yeah. very intentionally vulgar yeah, and intentionally exactly. violent. Yeah. To me, that just tells me it's something to milk it, right? You know what I'm saying? It just, <laughs> and I feel like I've seen that behavior. Maybe I just haven't met a lot of non-blacks. Mm-hmm. But I've, I've noticed within the black community, there's a lot more aggression like intentional aggression towards mm-hmm. LGBTQ, and you've—I'm sure you've gotten your hair cut at a barbershop or something like Listen, that. That's why I'm bald now, sir. <laughs> Just do it myself, save you, myself if, thirty-five to fifty dollars <laughs> and a bunch of homophobia. Yes, sir. I'm getting that check. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Lord have mercy, please God. Yes. <laughs> okay. But anyway, but it's always—I've—I've I've noticed that barbershops mm-hmm. that I've been in here mm-hmm. in Houston. In LA, New York, mm-hmm. you know, there, there's it's always everywhere. that overt sexuality. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, it's okay for you to admit that, yeah, sure, you don't, you're not with the gays. You know, right. you don't understand. It's not your thing, not a problem. Move right. on, not a problem. Right. But the fact that you claim to not like it, but that you proceed to have a conversation about gay, okay. g- gay conversation yes. for the next one hour, yes. like, is it that deep? Yes. Imagine if the same energy was returned with race. Mm hmm. Replace with sexuality. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't like it. Right. Imagine a white person who doesn't like black people, mm-hmm. but doesn't keep it to themselves, you know, but they go all the way out to demean black people and mm-hmm. curse them out and call mm-hmm. them all kinds of N words and things like that. You right. wouldn't be here for it. Right. So why would you do it to somebody else? Right. And that's the irony that gets to me mm-hmm. the fact that a group of minorities themselves mm-hmm. would discriminate against another group of minority, even more so that group of minority within mm-hmm. that same group of minority, you know, because right. I feel like black LGBTQ people, especially yeah. black trans people, are the mm-hmm. least 
protected mm-hmm. in America or in the world, actually. I, I'd argue that. 1,000%. You would think that, you know, all these minorities would stick together and, right. you know, like, because at the end of the day, white supremacy is the enemy. Right. Let's dismantle white supremacy right. because that's what's holding all of us down. Mm-hmm. Why would you, why do you think that is? I, well, let me just say, I know, and I don't know all of the facts surrounding this, but like from a historical standpoint, um, I've, and I read this a very long time ago, so forgive me if it doesn't sound Mm -hmm. completely coherent, but at one point in the black household, if you did not have a black man there, Mm. then your household was not considered a full household and you could not get benefits for your household in order to be able to feed your children. Mm. Um, And so... A lot of that has to do, it's honestly, a lot of it is just ingrained in our DNA. It's ingrained Mm. in the trauma that we unfortunately have experienced. And so Mm. um, because of white supremacy, let's, I mean, to be honest, let's start with that. That's one aspect of it, I should say. Um, And what I like have seen and in what I've like researched and what I've read and like the different, you know, think pieces and essays and things that I've like read and speakers that you listen, speak it, speak, sorry, speakers that talk about these things and thought mm-hmm. leaders and everything. Homophobia sounds, seems to me like it is a very westernized thing. Like, and again, I'm not as well traveled as most people and I cannot speak to every single country, but as far mm-hmm. as homophobia here in America <clears throat> feels very like westernized um, it feels like it is a white supremacist ideology mm. and i feel like when you couple that with all the other things that white supremacy has done to us mm. as black americans or just black people here in america not even mm. specifically black americans niggas in america in, in general yeah. <laughs> when you think about all of the shit that you all the things that we have experienced mm-hmm. it doesn't surprise me that homophobia is as pervasive within our community as it is because mm. it continues to flow literally through our veins. It continues. We, it's something that we continue to experience because it's ingrained in one of the many traumas that we've experienced. Is it because, would you say it's because the black man has been threatened here in America? So there's a, there are masculinity has been questioned and threatened, you know, especially yeah. considering slavery. There was a time that a black man was not considered human, mm-hmm. you know, they were you're considered like property. Farming black people at one point, exactly, black men. Like, you know, with a paper <laughs> bag covering your face, and so you can breed and exactly. multiply, so they can sell things like that. So would it would you would it would you say that's part of a trauma that has definitely brought black men to nothing, reduced black men to nothing? So historically, it's been ingrained in us that we are nothing so we're desperately trying to prove that we are something so when we see something that does not align with what we know as Mm -hmm. masculine or at least we're trying to Mm -hmm. um attain as masculine we look Mm -hmm. down on it and not just look down on it like Mm -hmm. it's almost cultural for you to not just look down on it but like let the whole world know that i'm fucking disgusted by Mm -hmm. this shit you know what i'm saying like you got to put that extra to prove yeah. that you're a real, <laughs> real nigga. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know it sounds funny, but mm, it's, but it's, it's so ridiculous. Yeah. <clears throat> I, well, like I said, like historically, if your household did not have a black man in it and you there was no masculine figure in your household, then again, like it wasn't considered a full household. You could not get benefits. You could not feed your children. Um, Mm. and again, that's just one of the ways that like white supremacy has 
continuously like con- has perpetuated this idea that like black households have to black men essentially have to be the dominant and more masculine and more I don't want to say aggressive but I mean you have to kind of insert that word into it too you have mm. to be present in your household because if there is no black man there then there is no household and essentially you are not going to be able to survive without that masculine authoritative figure mm. there um, and so but that doesn't necessarily mean also that like having a homosexual person in your household means that it is any less of a household than anyone else's but mm. also I don't know why homosexuality and masculinity and femininity, like why they have to kind of be included in the same conversation Mm. just because like I'm a homosexual, but I'm a fairly masculine presenting Mm. human being, Mm. um, whether you're masculine, which shouldn't matter really. Exactly. So like it, my masculinity has nothing to do with who I am or am not having sex with. uh Um, same with you know the way that I make if I carry myself in a more effeminate way that should not have anything to do with who I am or am not um, you know going home to at night Mm -hmm. Um, because I am still a human being still doing what I need to do still a tax paying citizen if you want to say that but I'm still a human being who is carrying a household Mm -hmm. um, whether it be my own household or a three or four person household like I am still a human being that is still doing what I need to do to make sure that I am good, those that I may or may not take care of are good, and that we as a people are continuing to thrive where we are. Um, I don't understand really the need to be homophobic as black people just because we already have so much working against Mm -hmm. us. Like you said, a lot of those people that do consider themselves to be straight or identify as straight. Um, I mean, honestly, a lot of times when you get those people in a room and <laughs> it's just you and them. They'd be the freakiest people. <laughs> They'd be more down than you. <laughs> like, <laughs> they teach you tricks. And like, <laughs> and like what? Like, whoa. What no. did you learn that? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and not even to, like, to bring it back to like the sexual aspect, but it's just... It's so stifling to exist in a way that has to be so straight edge. Um, because like, I think I think the issue is ego. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it is because the same person that's trying to let you know that mm-hmm. you cannot be yourself wouldn't want that to be done to them. So Correct. why would you? Because like I, when I think about freedom, I think about freedom in the in the sense of being able to be yourself no mm-hmm. matter what. Mm-hmm. Um, Correct unfiltered Mm -hmm. just be yourself like Mm -hmm. you're not hurting anybody right um you're not hurting yourself you're not doing anything unethical legal whatever it is just be yourself 100 percent. you know as long as there's um there's a way and path for you within the society that is created for you Mm -hmm. and if you're not able to do that i I just cannot imagine a life where i cannot be myself right you know so now imagine myself right who was saying that i want to be able to you know attain that freedom i want to mm-hmm. be able to do exercise my my power my privilege do mm-hmm. as i please just be myself right. you understand right. but then at the same time too i'm trying to make sure that you don't right that doesn't make any sense because right. i'm trying to say that i deserve that freedom more mm-hmm. than you do mm-hmm. but guess what somebody else is saying the exact same thing mm-hmm. well yeah you may deserve you may think well i may think i deserve the freedom more than you mm-hmm. right 
But as a black man, somebody else is saying, well, as a black man, you don't deserve that. They deserve it more. And if somebody is looking at that person, that may be a white person, right? Mm -hmm. And be like, okay, well, you may be a white man, but you're not as rich as me. So you don't, you know, there's always that pursuit of I'm better than you. Right. You understand? Yeah. What is it that we need to do in order for us to change this narrative? Because obviously the way things are isn't isn't right. (laughs) I honestly want people to, well, A, I feel like the only way to like kind of dismantle homophobia within like the black community is for us as black people to understand the history of it where it comes from um kind of where it started and understand that that isn't necessarily our history Mm. um and that it's again the ideology of the very person that forced us to come here and Mm kind of um has kept us it's uh, essentially it's another way of i'd say like mental enslavement like i don't want to walk around thinking the same way as the person that is trying to suppress me and has suppressed me for Mm. so long um i feel like once we understand the history of it then maybe that'll help us to dismantle that part of it and then we also have to understand and unlearn a lot of the things that we have kind of taught our children, the things that our grandparents taught us and our ideas surrounding homosexual people or not even homosexual people, just queer people in general. Because mm-hmm. what we also, what a lot of people don't tend or tend to not realize is like queer people honestly have had a lot of hand in the way that the world is con- at the moment. And I mean, like, in terms of the media that we consume, the way that we walk around dressed, the way that we talk, the way that we walk, the language that we use whenever we're speaking, how we address our friends. Um, There's a lot of queer-centric, queer people have had a hand in, honestly, the way that society is now. Some of Influence, that's the word that I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Um, Our influence stretches a lot further than they may realize, or, and I I don't want to say they as in to like other them, but I mean, we've been other for this long, so why not? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But um, the amount of influence that we have had as people, um, as a a community of people, I don't think they realize. Mm -hmm. And so maybe once they start to realize that also, um, that will help them to hopefully like learn to respect. I don't mm-hmm. even just want to say accept because like acceptance is a bunch of bullshit to me. Okay. Like, I want you to learn to respect and understand mm-hmm. who I am, what my influence has <clears throat> been, and how I show up for you mm-hmm. essentially, and how you could learn to show up for me. Because to be very honest, like some of the best people, one of the best people in the world that I have ever met is a trans woman shout out Mm. to cc she is one of literally the most nurturing people Mm. that i have ever met in my life Mm. um and i've also known her since she started her transition Mm -hmm. and i have seen the way that the world has kind of responded to her and i've seen also how she essentially responds to the world as well Mm. And the amount of respect that I have developed for her over the years and seeing how she continues to show up fully as herself and not let, you know, the world tear her, well, A, tear her down, but also not let the world convince her that she is not 
on the path to becoming the best person that she is and that she cannot continue to <clears throat> live her entire mm-hmm. truth. Um, it <clears throat> takes a level of strength that a lot of people don't have, to be very honest, um, but that a lot of people could learn to have and also learn to respect as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, queer people, queer people, black homosexuals, like, we show up for all of us. We don't just show up for a specific group of us. We don't just show up for ourselves. Mm. We literally show up for us as an entirety. Mm. Um, And I know that some people, you know, say like, before I'm black, I'm gay, or before I'm gay, I'm black, and like this, this, that, and the other. Like, I don't have a dog in that fight. I can't speak to how anyone shows up first or second or at the same time. Mm -hmm. Um, But when it comes to how black cis hetero people or just black heterosexuals in general can <clears throat> show up for their queer identifying counterparts or people that they may know um honestly show up have a conversation with them mm. and understand that like this is what their identity has been how their identity has affected how they've not just interacted with the world but also how they've interacted with you because i can guarantee mm-hmm. me as a homosexual person i have walked into a room with my family, with other people, and Mm. changed the way that I've interacted with them Mm. because of the fact that I don't want to make them uncomfortable. Mm. Because I don't want to make them feel like I need to be, you know, um, A, I need to be, you know, talked to about, you know, being gay or Mm. that the gay needs to be prayed away because that will never happen. Okay. Um, I'll see you on Grindr. Hello. Okay. With the nudes. (laughs) You know, you know, Chad. Like, um, but you, I I think that there needs to be an understanding of how, how we've been ostracized and how there's been a lack of empathy for our existence. Mm. And then once there's an understanding of that, learning from that and learning to turn that around, and essentially that can be us dismantling that part of what Mm. has been so ingrained in us. The rest of it, to be very honest, like has to happen with white people also. Like their hand in a lot of this, only they can rework, only they can undo. Really? How so? I feel like when it comes to white supremacy and everything that kind of has fallen from that, everything that's trickled down from that, white people are the are the ones that essentially have been invented all the things that made white supremacy what it is, mm. and they're the ones that have to work to dismantle it. I see. Focus um, on a particular narrative as opposed to, okay, I see. I see it. And because mm. there's only so much that we can do. Um, there's only so much that we can do as a community of people there's still a lot of work that we have to do within ourselves don't get me wrong Um, and there's a lot of work that's still being done that is being done Um, but there's still so much more that still needs to happen because one thing I would say is to anyone and I always tell this to myself every day like I have to remind myself this put yourself in somebody else's shoes I don't think, and and that's empathy, emotional intelligence, Mm -hmm. EQ. I don't think that is pushed enough in our society. It's all narcissism. You know, (laughs) you got to be the best, the the, the Mm -hmm. brightest. You know, you just got to stand out, the Mm -hmm. the baddest bitch of them all. (laughs) You know, which is sad because to me, it it, it screams emptiness. Mm -hmm. Emptiness and spirit, scarcity. Mm -hmm. um, I forgot what uh, Dr. Renee Brown, how she worded it. Scarcity and something. I forgot Mm -hmm. what it is. But it's so sad. Mm-hmm. There's no empathy. There's no emotional intelligence. 
put yourself in somebody else's shoes. And also, I feel like uh, we're so wrapped up by these identities that we f- we forget the the bigger picture of a mm-hmm. human being. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, I'm a black man, but I'm mm-hmm. not just a black man. I'm right. an individual, you mm-hmm. know, occupying space and time. Mm-hmm. You understand? Like, especially if you believe in God, because God makes no mistake. There's a reason why I exist in the form I exist in. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why you exist in the form you exist mm-hmm. in. And then you walk in and then you try to just dismiss me just because of my skin color, mm-hmm. because of my sexual orientation, because of where I was born, right. because I'm Nigerian, because I'm not tall enough, because I'm not good looking <laughs> enough. Whatever the reason is, to me, that right. speaks so mediocre mm-hmm. and so low vibrational. Mm-hmm. I could understand if somebody is pissing you off based on something, maybe like a particular something about their character mm-hmm. you don't like. I, mm-hmm. I get it. Sure, dude, get the fuck away from me. You know, I, I get it. I, I can totally understand. I can respect right, that. Right. But for the fact that you don't like someone simply because of something about them that they cannot choose. You understand? Yeah. I know a lot of people who are not well-educated think that gay is something that you choose. I remember, Chad, I remember back in Cali a few years ago, this particular lady, I forgot where she's from, she from Honduras or something. And I, we were taking class together in Long Beach uh, City. Uh-huh. And, uh, and she said, well, this gay thing is so new now. Like, <laughs> so <laughs> new, yeah. She got the little accent and it crept me up. She said, like, it's so new now. Everybody wants to be getting like, Chad, only if you know. Stop it. This, this, there's nothing new I here. Mean, yeah, people think it's trendy. It's, <laughs> it's like, trendy now. What? No, sir. It's been, it's been in service. It's just people getting more balls to come out, yeah, okay? Because, exactly. no, we're tired of, sick and tired of this bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Because imagine, no, seriously, so dude, there's so much wrong with the word, bro. Mm-hmm. There's so much wrong with the world. You got to pay taxes. You got to go to work. You got to sit in traffic. It's hot as hell. You know what I'm saying? Cost (laughs) of living is going up and all of this shit. Like, you know, they're shooting people. There's all kinds of, we got COVID. We got monkeypox. We don't know what the fuck is coming next. You know what I'm saying? There's so much hurt built up. And you want me to dumb myself down for who? Right. Right. Like, in my Nigerian accent, are you okay? (laughs) No, seriously. Is <laughs> something wrong with you? Like, you know, like, bro, yeah. I feel like I'm going to make an actual podcast episode to unpack a lot of where my yeah. my my confidence comes from. Because mm-hmm. I've, I've met people, especially Nigerians, like, they, 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 some of them, they think I'm weird. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I've graduated from that nonsense, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I stand out to a lot of people, mm-hmm. and they don't understand why. It was like, because if you knew... The fucking mountains I've climbed and the mm-hmm. fucking oceans I've, I've crossed, you would understand. Because yeah. my cross was heavy. And can no bitch Listen. tell me otherwise. Listen. Okay? <laughs> so, it's like, I, a, lot, a lot more people are waking up from this slumber. And I've mm-hmm. read about this in books as well, how a lot more people are going to wake up. Because mm-hmm. the pain is so, so, so Immense. profound. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, dude, am I going to keep lying to myself? Absolutely right. fucking not. Right. You know what I'm saying? This is part of the beauties of, and I'm not trying to throw shade to anyone who does not live in America or in the Western world, mm-hmm. but this is part of the beauty of living in the Western world, like mm-hmm. the U.S., where you can be yourself. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, who going to check me? The reason why I was um, talking about that is because <clears throat> we need to incorporate heart in everything we do. Emotional mm-hmm. intelligence. Put yourself in somebody's mm-hmm. shoes. Mm-hmm. Don't just dismiss somebody just because there's something about them that you don't understand. Yes, if there's something about them that doesn't sit well with your spirit, love them from afar or mm-hmm. at least be neutral. And mm-hmm. I, again, I'm going to also make another episode and talk about the power of being neutral. 
Okay, mm-hmm. I'm usually mostly neutral with most people, unless yes. you are just there's something perverse about your presence in my life, then mm-hmm. I'll cut you off. Right. But with most people, I'm neutral because mm-hmm. you never know tomorrow. You just don't know. Mm-hmm. I just find it very difficult to just completely get like eradicate somebody from my life just mm-hmm. because of one thing. It doesn't sit well with my spirit, but that's mm-hmm. just me. So put yourself in somebody's shoes. When you see somebody who's off to you, mm-hmm. why are they off? You know, feel some heart. If you were in a situation where you are discriminated against, mm-hmm. looked down upon, mm-hmm. would you like someone to do that? To, to right. deny you of opportunities, look right. down on you, you know, right. overlook you, you know, things like that. You wouldn't like it. So put yourself in somebody else's um, right. position. That is emotional intelligence. And I feel like we don't have a lot of that incorporated into our, mm-hmm. our society or educational systems. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe so, you know. But I don't remember taking any classes in high school, college, in my grad schools, right. you know, yeah. on emotional intelligence. You know right. what I'm saying? Maybe in a sociology class, which is like a like a very specific mm-hmm. major. Yeah. But the general yeah. electives, I don't remember learning emotional intelligence, the importance right. to put yourself in somebody's shoes. Right. You know, because that could it's foster learning. Yeah. You can, uh, you, there's so much healing that we could do mm-hmm. together collectively, you know, mm-hmm. even past homophobia, mm-hmm. you know, like uh, as a people, you realize that we are actually one where uh, this is my spirituality speaking right now. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like we are all oh, the spirit of God manifested in different forms necessarily. Mm-hmm. The reason why you, you look the way you look is because mm-hmm. it's necessary for you to exist mm-hmm. in this form and vice versa. Mm-hmm. And the sooner they like, we're literally the exact same. Right. We're born necessarily right. in our own. It's impossible for you to not exist. Gotcha. Right. And the sooner we realize that, that mm-hmm. together that we are one, and we're stronger together, the better mm. for the world, right? Gotcha. As opposed to this whole divide and conquer right. mentality, which is really killing us uh, because uh, ego is the problem. You know, mm-hmm. ego is sitting in the center. So we do need to <laughs> right. um, communicate more. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Even me yes. as a queer person, and another thing too, when, when I talk about queer, I feel like a lot of people don't <laughs> understand the whole queerness. Queer is not just gay. It's not just no. bisexual. It's not no. just homosexual, whatever, whatever. Right. My definition of queer is anyone that does not conform to heteronormativity, mm-hmm. cis-heteronormativity. Exactly. And by cis-heteronormativity, I mean a cisgendered man mm-hmm. who only dates cisgendered women and vice versa. Mm-hmm. That's it. As in cis, meaning right. that you identify with the gender that you were born with. Right. You understand? So anything else outside of that will be queer. Mm-hmm. And I believe that the actual cisgendered people are the <coughs> minorities, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. It's just that because of this heteronormative society we live in, mm-hmm. there's a lot of hush-hush. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But if you know, you know. Okay? <laughs> Underneath all that hush-hush is loud. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, so yeah, we need, to, we need to incentivize more discussion, more honest conversations, mm-hmm. you know, to educate people. Again, like I said, within the LGBTQ community, there's so much that I haven't, I don't even know shit about. Like, mm-hmm. you, you know the show Pose? Mm-hmm. I, I remember watching that show with one of my friends, and it mm-hmm. just opened my eyes. Like, holy shit! I know Netflix was suggesting the show for such a long time, but I never really, you know, like I just saw like trailers of drag mm-hmm. queens and mm-hmm. you know dressed in dresses and things like that. Yeah. It's not really my thing, right. so I was like, okay, yeah, I get to it when I get to it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. But when I eventually watched it, I was genuinely glad that I did, bro. Yeah. It, it, 
I learned so much mm-hmm. about the queer struggles before mm-hmm. what we have now, mm-hmm. the ballroom culture, mm-hmm. you know, what it meant to be black and gay. Mm-hmm. Shit, there's levels to this gay shit, actually. Yeah. You, can, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. especially back then, it and is, seeing these yeah. people being able to maneuver through, you know, the AIDS pandemic mm-hmm. and then how the women, the lesbian women, marched for their rights and things mm-hmm. like that, it blew my mind. Yeah. I learned about um, trans people. Mm-hmm. Um, I learned about um, what's it, is it trying like the people post op or pre op? You mm-hmm. know, I learned about all of that. You mm-hmm. know, I learned about the the heterosexual men who are attracted to transgendered women. Mm-hmm. I learned about that 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 uh, struggle as well. Mm-hmm. It blew my mind. Right. Imagine a person like me who was within that community learning and just being so enlightened. Yeah. Imagine how much more enlightenment could come if the general public mm-hmm. was to actually intentionally mm-hmm. learn. It may not. You may think it's not your any. It's not your problem. It's not your cup of tea. But imagine That's you as problem. a minority yourself, maybe like a black person. Imagine white people be like, "That's black That's people. Not yeah. It's not my problem." You yeah, know, Black Lives Matter. Who gives a shit? Like that, 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 them niggas. Like you said, it's the lack of empathy. It's the very "That's not my problem" mentality. Yes. And so that is what continues to keep us in this same spot. Yeah. It is so sad. It's very unfortunate. But now let's talk about within the LGBTQ community itself, mm-hmm. sir. We need to talk about that. <laughs> yes, it is very true that the the heteronormative, the society, general society needs to educate themselves. Yeah. Need to be more willing to have these conversations. Mm-hmm. We need to embody more emotional intelligence. Put mm-hmm. yourself in somebody else's shoes and things like that. Learn about mm-hmm. somebody else. Mm-hmm. Hell, I'm even practicing that in my own. Like mm-hmm. you know, even as a black man. I try to understand other cultures. I've spoken to Asians, um, white folks, mm-hmm. Hispanics, and things like that. I find that very fascinating. It's mm-hmm. one of the reasons why I travel, right? So mm-hmm. I'm actually embodying what I preach, right? right? But within our community, within the LGBTQ community, mm-hmm. what are we doing? Maybe I'm, you know what I'm saying? Maybe I'm confused. Mm-hmm. But I don't see a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just me, okay? Mm-hmm. And if you guys disagree, please share your comments down below. Um, yes, I know that there are certain people who are possibly being intentional to, mm-hmm. you know, drive change. Mm-hmm. But I feel like those people are in the minorities. Okay. The vast majority is a mess. So what what are we doing within our community and what can we do with the, within our community? And the reason why I ask this mm-hmm. is living in a big city like L.A., New York, Houston, Chicago, mm-hmm. there are little pockets of communities. I, I call it communities, mm-hmm. which I have ventured into. Mm-hmm. But I usually see, and please correct me if you're wrong, but I usually see the bickering, the gossiping, everyone's mm-hmm. fucking everyone, you know, everyone's who you fucking type of situation. I, it's very seldom. Maybe I haven't looked in the right place. Mm-hmm. Very rare for me to actually find like a, like a nurture, like genuinely nurturing. Gotcha. Like a group that I'm like, holy shit, I like these people. Like, mm-hmm. like, like. On a deeper level, gotcha. I could actually take PTO off, mm-hmm. you know, like take time off from work and from whatever to be with these people. Like someone I can genuinely call on on the phone, like when I'm down, when I'm crying, like, hey, bro, mm-hmm. I'm going through this, this and that, break up, this and that. Mm-hmm. And now I wake up in the morning and see my fucking news on CNN. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. that's what I get. Gotcha. Maybe this is just me. Mm-hmm. Confused and please don't judge me too harshly, chat. I'm not trying to get cast before I even get started. <laughs> this is just I'm trying to understand this because this is a right. conversation that we need to have. I feel like there's no sense of deep connection within the LGBTQ community. Mm-hmm. What can we do to change that? And if you disagree, <clears throat> please let me know. Of course. I I don't know that 
there is just us kind of, you know, I don't really see, like, I know that we're, like, known. If you look on Twitter or anything like that, or if you watch the Zeus Network, you'll That's see. <laughs> All you see is a bunch of gays, like, fighting or arguing or beefing with one another. What's that app called? Big O or something like that? Where, like, everybody's, like, always arguing back and forth and it's just that and the other. And I feel like uh-huh. that is probably what gets amplified more uh-huh. than the actual positive um <clears throat> Not even positive, just positive, platonic, um, non-violent um, images or depictions of us as a people that are definitely like there. It's just that, I don't know, I feel like it doesn't, again, get amplified as much as it should, um, but I don't, I don't, it almost feels as though like everyone outside of us and some of us within our community um, kind of feel as though we are playing into stereotypes that are specific to just us. Mm. And I feel like that's not the case because I do feel like a lot of cis hetero women are just as messy or just as catty. A lot of cis hetero men are just as messy and or just Sir, as catty. Preach. <laughs> like a lot of the 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 archetypes that they feel that they can attach or that are attached to gay people or mm-hmm. queer people um i think are just human like issues or human things um i feel like it's just another way that people can attach this um what's the word i'm looking for i do this a lot this negative connotation to us as a minority or us as a community of people. Um, now, when it comes to the idea <clears throat> that we are all just kind of, you know, hypersexual and that we all are just trying to, you know, have sex with one another, I do feel like that's something that kind of gets put on us a lot because the world is so obsessed with how we have sex if that makes sense. I feel like when it comes to gay people, there's such a heavy, or not gay people, again, when it comes to queer people, there's such a heavy focus Mm -hmm. on the sexual aspect and the fact that we are either having sex with someone who is also the same sex as we are or someone who has, you know, had um, a gender confirmation surgery or something like that. Like, um... I don't necessarily feel like it's really just us actually being hypersexual. I feel like it's just us kind of enjoying the freedom that we essentially have. Yeah, but but, but what I'm asking is, do mm-hmm. we have that sense of community, though? Like, within our own community, are we doing anything mm-hmm. other than perpetuating the problem, perpetuating the image that the heterosexual world is seeing us through? Mm-hmm. Or are we doing something to well, actually, because I, I, I know possibly, you know, like individuals are mm-hmm. being, there are pockets of individuals like myself who is being intentional right. to be, to live, uh, live exemplary, even mm-hmm. though it's it's difficult because you're, you're it's right. trial and error. You're right. basically walking in the dark right. because no one shows you the way on how right. to be. But within our community, do we have active 
genuinely healthy connection, mm-hmm. family that doesn't involve the parties and the getting high and <laughs> you know and the drinking and uh, mm-hmm. drugs and you know everyone mm-hmm. is fucking and things like that. Again, this is what I think I right. I, I get to see right. a lot of. Right. Maybe I get to see a lot of it because they're they're the brightest and the loudest. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Maybe I have just not gone to the zip code where. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? People are more on the mellow side of things. Where, yeah. like, I can, like, I want to m- meet a group of brotherhood people, you know, walk mm-hmm. away and be like, hey, I like these people. Let mm-hmm. me get your number. Like, seriously, mm-hmm. not because I'm trying to fuck you, because I could care less. But, like, <laughs> right. when the lows get low, like, can I call you on the phone yeah. and, you know, cry on your shoulder type of thing? Can mm-hmm. I, you support me and I support you? Not mm-hmm. financially, Chad, because, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> no. But, like, a right. brotherhood. Yeah. Do we have that? I do feel like we do. I would say I do feel like those types of interactions you have to kind of cultivate with, well, you have to kind of cultivate with people outright, like at the very beginning of your interaction with someone, speaking strictly to, let's say you are looking to find that sense of brotherhood, that sense of um, family or that familial tie Mm. to someone outside of your actual family that is someone that can identify with you on a more personal level um, in terms of like the fact that both of you all share this same like identity of queer or not straight, essentially. Mm -hmm. Um, I do feel like there... I do feel like those interactions and those ties to uh, to other people like that do exist. Um, as far as how to initiate that or how to start that, I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna lie and say that I know because I really don't, to be honest. Um, and I will say that, like, I have friends that I am cool with now people that I do feel like I can talk to. One of my best friends I, isn't someone that like I've ever like slept with or thought about mm-hmm. in that way, shape, or form at all. Um, and so I just kind of want like that narrative of <clears throat> in order for you to be friends with someone who is also gay or mm-hmm. in order for you to like have someone that is gay in your life as on strictly on a platonic level, it has mm-hmm. to be someone that you've like already seen naked or has slept or that you've slept with or something like that. Cause mm-hmm. that's really truly not the case. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> You can find camaraderie in people that identify with you on that level. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like that shouldn't necessarily be the the initial, I'd say, like intent whenever you are establishing a friendship with these people. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, and if it is and both of y'all are like fine with that, then that's completely fine, Mm -hmm. of course. But it should just be because we have similar maybe ideologies we think similarly or you are just a cool person that Mm -hmm. I would like to be able to get to know again on a platonic level Mm -hmm. um but I don't necessarily know like how and and then also build that relationship into something actually substantial exactly yes yes you know because yeah I may not have fucked Right. But at the same time, too, like when I watch the dynamic of that relationship, it's mm-hmm. like, okay, 
<laughs> this is some struggle, low vibrational shit. Because no, seriously, I, yeah. I'm not trying to yeah. be judgmental. not just a Sunday fun day friend. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm I not know. trying to be judgmental, but yeah, I'm a judge a little bit. I know because I see a lot <laughs> of that as well. Okay. Yeah. Now, yes, I relate to a whole lot of the things that you've said. Mm-hmm. Me personally, I do. I'm blessed, truly blessed to mm-hmm. have those kind of people. Of course. Like I truly like within the community, like I, th- mm-hmm. there's my people. You right. know what I'm saying? I could call them up and then like that. But that's because I have been intentional and they've also been intentional mm-hmm. and time and things like that has mm-hmm. passed and things like that, right? right? I'm talking about are there people within the community that actually mm-hmm. have something substantial that I feel like without the alcohol, without the party, without the loudness, because mm-hmm. to me, I see those things as vices. And I'm mm-hmm. not trying to sound like a hypocrite. I drink alcohol too. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I sip wine here and there. Right. Not a problem. I'm not. Right. I'm not. Th- I'm not prude. I'm not. Right. You know. You know what I'm saying? Like right. I know how to be versatile right. in senses of you know. I'm right. a human being. I like to have fun. Right. Not a problem. Right. But I feel like with certain people, mm-hmm. it's just the same music, the same rhythm at all times. And when advice is not there, mm-hmm. the vice of alcohol, mm-hmm. sex, drugs, mm-hmm. uh, partying, mm-hmm. <clears throat> or just showing up, look at what I have that these bitches don't mm-hmm. have type of mm-hmm. situation. The relationship is basically water under mm-hmm. the bridge. There's mm-hmm. really nothing there. I'm interested to know if there are queer men and women, mm-hmm. but specifically men, who have a real bona fide, genuine substantial relationship i would actually like to say that mm-hmm. that's not very common in my opinion mm-hmm. but what the fuck do i know i'm just one person you know what i'm saying there's a possibility right that there are people like that if you're in the houston area please hit me up because i like <laughs> definitely like to interview you chad no seriously because no I'm, just, I'm trying to figure this shit out you know what i'm saying yeah. this is not i know yeah. sound, i probably sound just mental or whatever but that's not the point i'm trying to understand right because I'm, I'm a data processing type of person. Yeah. And what I see is, no. I've Trust me, I've met so many different mm-hmm. kinds of friend groups. Right, right. And I just observe. And I'm like, yeah. hmm. Okay. I don't think that that's specific to, like, gays, though. Like, I feel like that's yes. any friend group yes. that you like, find yourself in. Yes. It, yeah, it's not just, <laughs> it's not just um, within the queer culture. It's straight mm-hmm. people do it, too. I've observed straight friends like mm-hmm. guys it's just a bunch of dick <laughs> competition dick size yeah. competition yeah. contest yeah. you know who could be the biggest move yeah. like chat please this is low vibrational yes. i've also seen women do that too mm-hmm. you know like me and my girlfriend we best season <laughs> things yeah you know? yeah it's just low vibrational right yes i know that yes and i've talked about this in the past too mm-hmm. like there's a lot of that yeah emptiness of spirit yeah. around it has yeah. nothing to do with just queerness right. but i'm talking about within the queer community mm-hmm. itself just like i've talked about in previous episodes what are we doing within the black community to help our case because mm-hmm. i can give you a list of things that i'm intentionally doing mm-hmm. as an individual you right. understand even though they may not be the best per se mm-hmm. but i'm at least i'm being intentional to do something right, right. hence why i'm trying to learn more ways to right upped up my games. Maybe I'm not doing that right. Maybe there are new things that I can adopt mm-hmm. into being a better person. Mm-hmm. But collectively, though, within the LGBTQ community, mm-hmm. okay, black community is a whole different conversation, a whole right. different episode. Right. But within the LGBTQ community, are there things that we could do or are doing? Mm-hmm. I know we have like um, centers, you know, the testing mm-hmm. centers and, you know, yeah. 
uh, counseling and things like that. And shout mm-hmm. out to those people. But even right. with those people too, you know, I feel right. like there's a lot of white representation and not a whole lot of, of focus within the black. Of course. Now I know Atlanta is like the gay mecca for <laughs> black people. I've heard. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no shade, shade. I heard a lot of things about Atlanta. I've been to Atlanta a couple of times, you know, maybe like three times all of my life. Okay. You know what I'm saying? But it's it's always, I'm usually either working or doing something, mm-hmm. you know, like it's always getting get out type of situation. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if there's a lot more opportunities, sorry, opportunities gotcha. for these kind of things. Right, you know, in Atlanta, gotcha. and if you do know, please share your thoughts below. I do want to understand because this is really very, obviously, very personal, but also in, um, intentionally informative, educational. Because mm-hmm. you never know who may watch this. It could be a parent of a gay kid, mm-hmm. you know, like a family member of a gay kid. So mm-hmm. you can also educate your child as well because we're trying to yeah. grow together. Right. So, but would you say that 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 is? I feel like it is a thing that exists here, like in Houston specifically. Yes, I do feel like that is something that exists here. I do feel like you, it's just something that maybe you haven't seen or maybe Mm -hmm. you haven't experienced yet. Um, But no, I have. I've I've experienced in my own personal life. You understand? But I'm just saying. I mean, here in Houston. Yeah, but I I don't see that as a norm. Gotcha. Or maybe I'm just not going to the right places. I don't know. Like, maybe it's just not the norm, period. Like, I don't know if it's, like, a demographic type of thing or if it's, like, an age group type of thing because that could also play a factor in it. Maybe Mm -hmm. it's just that it's, you know, people that are 21 to, I don't know, 29 or 30 that are, like, very me-oriented, very narcissistic, Mm -hmm. very still trying to figure things out. Maybe it's the group of gays that are from, like, 31 to 40 that have done that and are like, okay, me and my girls. That's actually true. Me and my girls. But like, like we've done that. We've done the, the, the baby gay thing. We've done what the kids quote unquote are doing. And now we actually want to exist in a way that is, you know, a more adult, more mature, but we want to actually have adult experiences with one another and actually grow as individuals. Um, and not that doesn't just focus. involve right. Um, look at how rich and successful I right. am, and you're right. not. Because I also right. see that with that age group as well. That's very true. Like yeah. you know, like be human. Yeah, I want Some to be human you... without being judged, yeah. and I want you yeah. to be human without exactly. fear of being judged. Right. And right. yes, if your humanness is too much for me to handle, then you know. Yeah. It was nice meeting you, and <laughs> vice versa. We don't have to force a relationship, is what I'm saying. Right. Right. But that connection with the real mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That connection is, A, it's, it's obviously necessary, especially for us, because mm-hmm. a lot of us, the only family that we know are the family members that we've technically chosen. Your yes, chosen, chosen family. family, yes. So um, it is important to have those kinds of relationships, but that, as important as it is, it also is just as important to actually establish that, have some foundation with it, and it it's not easy to find and it mm. does take a lot to build that. <clears throat> so it may just be that either they have not been able to build that yet with the people that are around them mm-hmm. or maybe they just haven't found those people yet. Like 
which mm. but it does take even if you have found those people it may not be for another what four or five ten years before you actually get to that point with them yeah. to where mm. all of y'all are like okay i am done being this way and people i'm not the same <clears throat> person that i was two years mm. ago four years ago six years ago same. thank god okay. so <laughs> like <laughs> it just takes being able to mature out of things and being able to grow out of mindsets mm. um and i do feel like that is something that we are seeing happen at a much faster rate mm-hmm. as people as we have access to things like Twitter where people again are constantly putting up think pieces and their opinions around things and you're constantly being able to like experience what else what other people are essentially experiencing in 250 characters or less I don't know however many it is but you're seeing these experiences and you're getting to honestly learn what is important what is not important <clears throat> And just how how life just kind of forces you or how life should be forcing you and how life should be forcing us as people, um, mm. as a community of people, <clears throat> to take in and understand what is important, what can kind of be tossed to the side, what we need to mature out of, mm. and what we need to be working toward building mm-hmm. within ourselves and within one another. Mm. Um, again, as a community of people, because essentially, like, while, well, yes, cis hetero people need to do all this work to make sure that they are not continuing to oppress us so we also have to make sure that we are doing the work on our ends right, to not yes. suppress one another uh-huh. stop trying to conform to cis heteronormativity because that is also a thing with us yeah. some of us want to exist in a very straight way so bad and mm-hmm. that is something that i feel like we are maturing out of mm-hmm. um and just like that that mindset that this is how we need to, you know, show up and this is how we need to present ourselves and this is how I want my friends to present themselves and mm-hmm. this is like, you know, how I want my friend group to look and <clears throat> things like that. Like none of that is really important. If mm-hmm. these people are feeding you on a spiritual and mental level, mm-hmm. that should be the only thing that really truly matters. And also being intelligent enough to mm-hmm. recognize that as well. Exactly. You know. Definitely. Yeah, because I feel like a lot of people are not intentional. Mm -hmm. Everyone is a work in progress, myself included. Like you said, I was not, I'm not the person I was five years ago. And hopefully I'll mature even better in five years from today. Right? But I feel like one of the things that spearheads that is intentionality. Mm -hmm. You know, like you have to be intentional Mm -hmm. in trying to morph (laughs) into a better version of yourself. Do nothing without intention. Exactly. trying to tell us, y'all. Because if you free ball with no (laughs) direction, (laughs) you fall for anything. When the wind comes, okay, (laughs) the wind blows everything, Chad. You know what I'm saying? Be all up in the air. (laughs) You know, so you have to strap it up, (laughs) you know, put a belt on and put a seatbelt on. And drive with the purpose, but you know, that, <laughs> right, I know right, I'm using right. a lot of metaphors. <laughs> if you know, you know. But I'm, you mm-hmm. know, but seriously, realistically, you yeah. just cannot, you cannot just walk without purpose and intention because yeah. you fall for anything. Yeah. And to me, that's very dangerous, yeah. you know, because a lot of times, a lot of us already have that open that. Mm-hmm. That, that open, you know, gaping mm-hmm. hole in inside of us, you know, mm-hmm. like emptiness. Mm-hmm. So something would, that we haven't had fulfilled in our childhood. Yeah, exactly. That kind of work to do. Yeah. This is why drugs is very high in mm-hmm. our you know community. Suicide is high in our community. Yes, um, mental health issues, yeah. HIV and things like that, because we're using all of these vices mm-hmm. to fill a void. You know what I'm saying? So you have to be intentional <coughs> and finding the right people. Mm-hmm. Listen to the spirit of God inside of you. If this is not right, you mm-hmm. can love someone from afar. You know, they don't necessarily need to cut them off. 
but love someone from afar. But if you gotta cut them off, if you gotta cut them <laughs> off, let that bitch on fire. Okay? They say, they say, don't get, <laughs> don't burn no bridges unless it can swim. Or no, don't burn no bridges unless it can walk on water. But if that bridge leads you to, to damnation, light that bitch on fire. Grab your floaties. Oh, okay? Child, you better learn how to swim. <laughs> no, for real though, you know. Yeah, yeah. So be as intentional as possible, you know, to pick the right people for you because we're growing. Yeah. Are you going to be an asset or a liability? There's mm-hmm. people who are going to suck up, suck out all the energy from you. Yes. So are they feeding your spirit? Are they feeding your energy? Is this mm-hmm. somebody they? This is also something I do a lot when I meet somebody for the first time. Mm-hmm. Like I, I think I talked about it on a previous episode. I usually like scan them. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a good thing or not, but I always ask myself: Is this family potential? Mm-hmm. Can I proudly introduce this person? in mm-hmm. 10, 20 years, mm-hmm. and say, I've known so, 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 and so for 20 years. Mm-hmm. This person, I can vouch for them. Mm-hmm. And to me, if the answer is no, and it's hard to know right, right away. Of Sometimes course. I could tell right away. But I try to give enough time, you mm-hmm. know, because you never really never, never know. But eventually, when the answer is no, I usually stay neutral. Mm-hmm. Do you understand <clears throat> what I'm saying? But that's because I am on something. Mm-hmm. I know how lonely could be right how heavy this life can be gotcha and if i can have that that family who who can got me mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying when i ain't got myself right that is a true blessing yeah. not just you know mm-hmm. the drinking and all that you know mm-hmm. and messy talk and things like that <laughs> right. but anyway um we're ending we're coming to the end of today's episode before we leave i do want to ask you chair oh no Okay. Oh, God. So how was dating in Houston, Chad? So, <laughs> how would you say? <laughs> you tell me. Uh, no. <laughs> you tell me. Lord. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I am loving. I am being, I am by myself, oh, first okay. of all. Um, I have too many plans to take care of and not enough time to dedicate to building anything with somebody. You said too many plans? To yes. Take care of? Okay. Yes. I And that is going to be my excuse for the next 10 years, maybe, when <laughs> I do decide that I am ready to get back out there. Um, <laughs> but as far as, like, I mean, I'm going to be very honest. I have had the privilege okay. of having some dope relationships with some beautiful men mm. um, that have come to the close that they needed to come to when they mm. needed to come to them. Mm. Um, but other than that, I do feel like dating anywhere, Houston, Atlanta, uh, New York, um, Arizona, like it doesn't matter where you are. I feel like we're living in such a struggle <laughs> of a time right oh, now. Like Jesus, everything preach. is a struggle, including dating. Um, mm. And I honestly am not going to be like interested in doing any kind of dating until like I have worked through some things mm. on a personal level. I and like I feel that. like I like that. See, that, that takes a lot of uh, intelligence, self-awareness, introspection, intentionality for you to look at yourself and be like, yeah, even I need to work on some things. <laughs> okay? Because a lot of people who <laughs> want to be matched with the next dude on Tinder you know, like they're yeah. broken up today onto the next one tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> damn, That's take a, a take a chair, sit down, and try to. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. What 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 did you yeah. learn from that? Yeah. How could you be better prepared for the next relationship yes. and things like that? Yes, get a therapist. 
Like, and unfortunately, we also have those, you know, not we, Chad, because I'm not part of that. But some people <laughs> have um, those friends that be like, yeah, you know, these niggas ain't shit. It's that niggas fault, you know, things like that, you know. I'm that friend. You no, said I'm what? kidding. I'm kidding. I said I'm that friend. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Oh, yeah, no, you can be. You, I would have fucked with you if you were that friend, Chad. But no, you know, like, and this no. goes back to what I'm saying: to invest your time in quality friends. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like people who would actually hear your breakup story and be like mm-hmm. emotionally empathetic. Mm-hmm. You understand? Yeah. And also advise you, give you constructive criticism. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, you yeah. rushed too quick. Yeah. You know, maybe you should yeah. go see a therapist. Yeah. Maybe you got mummy issues, daddy yeah. issues, things about your trauma that you have yeah. not healed. Right. And you felt like this dude would, you know, like you were compensating with him and things like mm-hmm. that. You understand? Mm-hmm. So, you know, that that's part of that, yeah. having been intentional with mm-hmm. family. Yes. You know, so I do appreciate the fact that you actually mentioned that because I'm oh, also yeah. doing the same thing as well. Yeah, it's necessary. It's necessary if you want. We all need to. Yes. Like, not even just for the purpose of being in a relationship, mm-hmm. but for the purpose of like, a being one with yourself because mm. that is extremely important when coming into anything that's gonna be a union. Mm. Um, because you also are gonna have to understand <clears throat> that, like, in dealing with someone else, I'm also gonna have to deal with that person's past, yes. and what they come with, what they haven't Baggage. worked through, what they have worked through, like what I haven't still worked through because it's an endless thing. Because um, <clears throat> at the end of the day, it don't matter how good looking they are on Facebook and Instagram, chat. We don't have them things to filter and cap. Okay, it doesn't matter how tall they are or how big whatever it is, Chad. <laughs> if you know, you know. <laughs> One thing I've learned <laughs> in physics is that entropy is inevitable, okay? <laughs> Everything in the universe <laughs> will come down south. <laughs> yeah, gravity is a bitch. Gravity is a motherfucking bitch, <laughs> okay? Bitch. So don't be, don't be capitalizing on, uh, on, on you know what. Don't be capitalizing on, 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 on face and skin and legs and yeah. body and yeah. thighs and whatever the fuck it is. You know what I'm saying? Invest in spirit. Invest yes. in energy. Invest yes. in mental health. Invest in connection deeper than physicality. It is important. You know what I'm saying? When you, when you're not horny, do you is that the somebody you would like to spend your time with? Is that somebody who arouses you intellectually? Is that somebody when they text you, they call you, like you get excited? Not mm-hmm. just because you're in love phase. Right. I'm talking three, four, five, six years down the road. Mm-hmm. Is that somebody you could be anywhere in the world and you remember like, yo, this person got me. You feel mm-hmm. good instantly. And now mm-hmm. just think about how good looking they are. Because right. again, it's not about all the right. Instagram followers and things like that. Very in my opinion. Level. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, this is the end of today's episode. We are... Way past one hour, Chad. I'm not trying. To, I wasn't trying to make this too long. Sorry, <laughs> but this is a very interesting conversation. I feel like I'm going to be talking about this in later episodes as, as well because it's a much deep mm-hmm. conversation that needs to be had. Mm-hmm. You know, sort of like black issues. There's mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of things about black issues that we that needs to be unpacked. You know, yes. same thing with the LGBTQ. There's a lot yes. that needs to be unpacked. Yes. And uh, thank you so much for coming today, discussing with me about. Um, uh, the queer culture, black homophobia, and the benefit of investing time and energy in intimate, deep, personal, bonafide mm-hmm. relationships within the co- community mm-hmm. that doesn't involve vices. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with vices here and there, you right. know, like, you know, get going out, yeah. have, 
partying once mm-hmm. in a while. It's not wrong with that. Right. Age appropriate, mm-hmm. dress appropriate, right. things like that. Right. Drinking a glass of wine and things yeah. like that. Not a problem. Have a good time. Let loose and things like that. Yeah. You know, even having sex and things like that. Ain't nothing wrong with that. But it's very important for you to be versatile in mm-hmm. your group. You understand? Mm-hmm. Like, if they're always doing the exact same thing all the time, mm-hmm. I'm just, that's not my crew, in my <laughs> opinion. I want someone, I would like to be around people who challenge right. me to be better because I really do want to be better. Right. And there's, and because of that intentionality, I have right. pushed myself to who I am today. And there's right. still a shit ton of work mm-hmm. to do. But I'm still intentional to navigate and persevere mm-hmm. because there is still room for growth. Right. You know. So thank you so much for giving your time. I know oh, today's you. your off day. You know. So <laughs> thanks no, so much. This is dope. So thank you. So thank you guys today for joining us on today's episode. And let's talk about us with Uche. If you agree with everything we've talked about, please share your thoughts down below. If you do not agree, please also share your thoughts down below. If you know any resources for LGBTQ people, especially geared towards people of color, like black people, please share down below. If you are uh, familiar with having relationships, friendship relationships within the community that is very healthy, that is not in conformity with um, the, I, I guess the status quo, you know, like the, <laughs> the, uh, the cliche queer mm-hmm. relationships, stereotypes. The stereotypes, you know, if you are, if you have a healthy group of friends that is not just with the vices, like they actually come through for you. There's genuine love, genuine com- communication. It's not about the gossip, the messiness, the pettiness and all of that. <laughs> Please share it down below and ex- explain to us how you were able to get there. What are some of the things that you had to work on? What are some of the things that you're currently working on? You know, again, the point of this particular episode is to educate all of us, okay? Um, I wish I knew what I know now when I was a kid, you know, and and, and maybe this is what God put me in this world to do. You know, hopefully there's a, a, a younger version of me who will appreciate listening to this, you know, take something out of this and grow into an even better person than I am right now when they're my age. Um, please don't forget to give us a thumbs up or a thumbs up if you don't um, like the video, share with your friends and family, Hit the subscribe button and do not forget to hit the bell notification so every time we upload a video, you'll be the absolute very first to be notified. Thank you so much. Uh, we are on Instagram at UC underscore images and you are. I am the number seven, T H S O N, the number nine, the number two. On Instagram as well. And yes. Facebook is Let's Talk with Uche. Send me an email if you want at Let's Talk with Uche at gmail.com. Thank you so much for your continued support. Until next episode, peace out.